Welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, onto the show. Hello and welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey there, Josh. Hey, Wendy. How are you today? Oh, it's always a good day when I get to see your smiling face. Oh, well, luckily, we have a guest, Pete Belcastro. First time <laughs> ever being on the podcast, right? So you get to look what? at his smiling face. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. He's becoming a regular and probably will only become more of a regular. So He's going to become the host <laughs> soon, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Never hey, Wendy. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Good to see you, Pete. Good seeing you. Okay, so what do we got on the agenda for today? Uh, today, we're going to talk about three baskets in retirement. Pete recently wrote an article that's on Kiplinger.com, so we'll link that in the show notes. So we're going to kind of talk through that, what he covers in the article, probably cover some different stuff there. But, uh, you know, we think it's important to have a plan, so... You know, as financial planners, financial advisors, we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah. But, you know, Wendy, have you ever tried to eat an elephant? No, but if I did, I knew that it would be one bite at a time. That's right. That's right. You know, my big bike race for this year is the Leadville MTB 100. And okay. this is the the topographical map of what it looks like. So oh look at this. This and and this is great audio, I know. But this here looks very difficult. A very long cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah, just straight up. And, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, put the 100 miles into about, uh, what would you say? Uh, I mean, if you stretch it end to end, it's about a foot and a half. But it's not straight. So That's it kind of right. curves around and goes up. And then what? That foot and a half goes up about four or five inches. So it's a, it's a pretty impressive little uh, uh, little piece of plastic there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a big climb. And I think as I am preparing for this, I keep thinking, oh, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? But like with anything, I take it down to one workout at a time, right? Just that consistency and building my workout plan and then sticking to it is what will hopefully get me to finish this crazy race. The the buckets in retirement were kind of used in the same way. Like a lot of things in life, uh, planning helps quite a bit. I know Pete and I were talking a little bit about nature before we jumped on here too. Yeah, just the, you know, uh, anytime when you start thinking of uh, what's going on today and and it can be really overwhelming, I think, for a lot of people that, uh, uh, like we said, it's just it just seems impossible to take that first step or it seems impossible to gosh, this is an elephant. I can't, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, how can we eat this? And, and I was thinking about just um, one of those national geographic. I wish I could have the music come up here, but uh, you know, they have one of their segments, uh, segments. It's, you know, that wild, wild world and just how, you know, and you see some hawk flying down and picking up some, you know, poor little animal or, uh, you know, a a killer whale jumping out and taking out a seal, just these crazy things that happen. And, and, and that it's not, uh, you know, we, we want to 
be aware of those factors. You know, uh, I, we understand that if a zebra goes to take a drink, it's, uh, it, you know, in that pool of water, there's probably an alligator lurking at, and, uh, you know, you got to be aware of that. Um, so, um, you know, to try and get over some of those, um, uh, those mental hurdles, those, those psychological issues, uh, you know, that, uh, that's kind of our first step. It's kind of like taking that first bite. Yeah. I think a big part of our job, Wendy becomes helping managing the psychology around money too. Not that, you know, we're, we're shrinks or anything here, but part of it is building the proper framework so that we have appropriate expectations and benchmarks that we know if we're on the right path or not. Many times we look at the the stock market news channel and it's like just information overload. And if you watch that, you probably think every two seconds you need to sell and buy all new things. And am I not doing this right? There's a lot of anxiety around that. So we use the three bucket approach in retirement as a way to kind of simplify and give uh, you know those that we work with some peace of mind here. So First up, we have the cash bucket. And and Pete, when I say cash bucket, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? That emergency fund, you know, that the amount we need, that three to six months of living expenses uh, that we can have have teed up and ready to go, you know, at a moment's notice. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. We, we never know what's going to happen. And I, I'll joke with clients, you know, I don't want to buy Amazon stock and then sell it to go to the grocery store on Saturday, right? That's not like a good investment plan, right? Maybe it, it's up, right? I mean, Amazon's done pretty well over time, but that could be foolish. What if bad news came out or they had a bad earnings report and it plummeted by 20%? Am I going to feed my family 20% less because I made that investment? Let's just say, Josh, that that's a silly plan. Yeah. Well, I could probably lose 20%. That might help me ride up that mountain, but um, you know, my kids I think like like their consistent snacks, you know. You know, recently here we had a a pretty big winter storm and my neighbor's tree fell down and uh clipped kind of the side of my house, got a little bit of my front porch. Luckily didn't like go through the house and create substantial damage, but that same week we also had a Nalgene water bottle lid melt in the dishwasher and clog up the whole drain. So we had to like replace the whole drain mechanism. Oh no. <laughs> These are not normal expenses that I'm dealing with, right? This is why we need that emergency fund. That's right. There's some things that we know that are coming up. Yeah. I, yeah. Your cars, yeah, it's on its last leg or, you know, your roof is starting to look like it's going to need done. So, you know, some of those, you know, some of those key big expenses that we have in, in life, you know, utilizing that cash basket for those. But if you do have that set aside, whenever, you know, your neighbor's tree falls on your house and it might, might be up to you to get rid of it initially, when those things happen, you, you're you all teed up. So, you know, where do you put those funds? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a common question we get. Okay, great. Cash basket. What do I do? Take a bucket from Home Depot and throw some money in it and keep it in my basement? <laughs> the mattress is a good spot, too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah mattress. Maybe <laughs> the sock silly drawer. Today. <laughs> what do you think, Wendy? Sock drawer, mattress, or Home Depot bucket? Or are I... you a Lowe's? Are you... There are Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> I think that all of the places you mentioned are the first places that a robber goes to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
cash in the house, having some cash on hand is handy, but that's not what we mean. Like, you know, here we're talking about, you know, at the core, it's a savings account, right? Having one separate account, you know, nowadays online savings accounts. So high yield savings accounts online, we've talked about before, they're yielding quite a bit higher, somewhere around four and a half percent now. So for this three to six months worth of expenses are proper emergency cash bucket, let's earn some interest on it. So we could use something like a high yield savings account. Having that separate from your regular bank account also helps us behaviorally because we're not checking the app saying, oh, I got tons of money. Let's go out to eat tonight. So yeah. there's there's some double checks there. We can also oh. use, um, you know, CDs for that purpose as well. You know, oftentimes people don't think of CDs as as a really liquid type of, of uh, product. But uh, in reality, uh, if you go to a bank, usually there's um, there's a penalty and it doesn't take away from what you put in there. So it's not taking your principal. And so uh, usually that's about uh, three to six months, but usually it's about three months of interest. So if you keep a money in a CD and you need to use it within six months, you're still earning some interest. You're sacrificing a little bit, but if you didn't need that money, you're going to end up with a, a much higher rate of return than just, well, keep it in the Home Depot bucket, obviously, but even in a more liquid savings account, you know, so um, there, there's certain products that we have, or you know, that at our disposal, um, that if we just look at them a little bit different, they can provide a, a good emergency fund as well as a little bit of money back, you know? Yeah, I think another one that we've seen people use in this bucket recently, or that we've recommended too, to get a little bit higher yield, still keeping it safe and pretty liquid are T-bills. So looking at short, very, very short-term government debt, sometimes as short as 30 days. And, and those can be yielding uh, at times within the last 12 months over 5%. So great if it's, you know, a treasury bill, which is government debt, right? So it, it's stable unless the whole government collapses, which, sorry to break it to you, if the government collapses, your dollars aren't really worth much anyway. So it's safe. We call <laughs> that safe. You know, this is another way that also we can earn some yield on that money there. You know, I think that that's it. The cash bucket, it's there for an emergency. It's not really exciting. We're going to try to get as much yield as we can off of it. But it helps cover our backsides if the neighbor's tree falls on your house and uh, your dishwasher breaks all in the same week. Yeah. <laughs> and how much should that that's be? A... Did you mention how much you, that they should be? Yeah, should be... so three to six months. So range, I would say, is really dependent on what's going on in your life. So if you are retired, and let's say that you have a, a big pension that exceeds your monthly income, which would be sort of an ideal case, or you have certain investments that are yielding so much that you have excess income in retirement. Okay, great. Let's make it three months. But if you're overly reliant on that money, or maybe you have other family members that periodically are tapping you for some more money, you might want to have more of that six month range, right? If more people are dependent on that, you can bump it up. For some folks like Angela on our team, she is like a 12 month emergency fund person. Like she keeps so much in cash. That's ridiculous to me, but there is a bit of a comfort zone. General financial planning rule is three to six months though. Okay. Good to know. I better start saving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think even like, like Dame, Dave Ramsey, that's one thing that he preaches too is, you know, this is where people get into credit card trouble, right? When we have these emergency expenses and we don't have the cash on hand, 
it's equally as important in your accumulation years as it is in your retirement years. That's it. Whenever those um, expenses come up, it's it's too late to prepare. You know, you have to be ahead of those things, or you will, or you can end up in 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 that situation where you are putting things on credit cards or 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 taking uh you know or trying to take grandma's jeweler to the pawn shop. We don't want to see you doing that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We certainly want to avoid the pawn shop and credit cards and loan sharks, maybe. Your friendly Italian neighbor, all of those take <laughs> off the table. You know, which comes to the next one, the income basket. I had kind of alluded to that. If you have a pension that exceeds your monthly income, right? That's not the case for most folks. That's not going to be the case for me either. And Pete, I don't think it's going to be the case for you either, right? <laughs> nope. It's very rare to get those pensions nowadays. Uh, that's for sure. And, uh, uh, you know, so yeah, the income bucket. You know, especially whenever you're transitioning into retirement, you know, taking a look at what are those uh, those fixed needs. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, like to go into uh, retirement debt free, and you're trying to uh, uh, chip away at some of those fixed expenses, whether it's a mortgage or a car payment. Um, but those are the type of expenses that we're we're talking about here. Those day to day living expenses, uh, things that are are traditionally fixed. I know that the gas bill might go up and the electric bill might uh, go down in the winter, but uh, you know that that number that you need to cover those regular expenses. Yeah, I mean, we need to think of income in retirement much as we had during our working years, except we don't need to save for retirement because we're in it, right? So, you know, if if you're earning sixty or $100,000 a year, what we tend to do is we budget around that, right? So we're saying, hey, of this income that comes in after Uncle Sam takes his piece and after we save whatever we need to, this is what we're spending we need to replicate the same type thing in retirement. And really in our income basket, we want six to 10 years of income in pretty stable type investments. The goal there is when the stock market drops by 20%, you know you still have the income coming in and you're not worried about selling things at a loss in order to cover your income. You know, I think for us, many times we'll use tools like annuities here, maybe high quality bonds. They could even be longer duration CDs. So we could look at um, CDs over an extended period of time. That could be a beneficial strategy. Now, when we're in a higher interest rate environment, if CD yields are low, maybe that's not a great idea. We can also look at things like government debt there. Or if you're comfortable with a little bit more risk, we might lean on some dividend paying stocks as a piece of that income basket as well. That's it. So you got your uh, your day to day uh, uh, expenses covered, and uh, and now you move on to you know. So whenever we look at people's uh, retirement savings, uh, that once you take out what you need for income, uh, you know, it usually leaves some left over. You know, and um, similar to while people are working, uh, and um, you know, you have that longer time frame. Usually, there's a portion of those funds that uh, you can't afford to still keep in that longer time frame bucket. So we like to call that the growth bucket. And uh you know, here's where we know that your your emergency your emergency fund, that cash bucket is is funded completely. We know that your income bucket is satisfied. So 
Uh, you know, those day-to-day -day things are all covered. And so this is when we start to, to look at allocating uh, those other funds with something with the, more of a long-term time frame. So what we're talking about is taking a little bit risk here uh, with those funds. Yeah, I think many times we meet with folks, Wendy, and we'll hear like, well, I'm going to retire in two years. I can't own any stocks. Well, I hope that your plan isn't to retire and take all your money out on day one, right? Instead, for most folks, we might be looking at a 30 plus year retirement. I was talking with my mom yesterday and my grandma is about to celebrate her 97th birthday. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. Big one. Big one. We'll see if she makes it to 100. But she's been in a nursing home for a couple of years. That's not cheap. It costs a lot of money. She has insurance. She she planned that this might be an eventuality. But that is a larger expense later in life. We need this growth bucket to help cover those larger expenses later in life. We hear from clients, too. Maybe in their 70s, they're thinking, ah, you know what? I'm sick of walking up and down the steps. I've replaced both knees, but man, I'm 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 still sick and tired of walking up and down the steps. I want to move into a ranch. And uh, I was talking with a client the other day. They were talking about relocating their mother, and they said, "Well, you know, every house in Pittsburgh that's a ranch seems to cost more money than a bigger house with steps, like with the aging population." So we don't know what those expenses might be. We want to continue growing our money to plan for those later days. I think that's a that's common it. misconception, though, is what you were saying. You know, we assume without talking to financial planners like yourself that, you know, when we retire, we're just going to like take all of the money out. And, when, you know, we're just we're just going to keep it in the bank or something. But, yeah, that's not the case at all. You want your money to continue to work for you. Sure. That's yeah. It. And, and, and I think the reality is maybe. If you only need $10,000 a year and you've saved $10 million, then, okay, great, shove it all under the mattress. But for most folks, that's not the case, right? We need to keep up with inflation, which a growth bucket also helps. Those increased expenses that we have over time, that is a reality. Again, my grandmother still thinks a, a loaf of bread should cost a nickel. I don't. Uh, I don't even look at the price of bread too many times when I'm in the grocery store. Because like, I'm just running in and out and, you know, kids and we got to go here and there. Um, so those things change over time, but we need that growth bucket to help us keep up. When we think back to the income bucket, we're covering six to 10 years worth of income. And we got a 30 year retirement. Well, we're going to have to replace that income bucket over time, too. Right. We're going to spend down that bucket of money. The growth bucket helps refund or fund again the income basket. Right. Replenish. Replenish. That is a much better, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. Fancy word, you know. <laughs> yeah. So when we think of the growth bucket, we we think of, uh, you know, tending to own a portfolio with more stocks in it, right? I think in the fears that most investors have around stocks is that volatility, right? So the thought that my Amazon stock's going to be worth 20% less when I go to the grocery store on Saturday. But if my timeline is now six to 10 years, well, I got a little bit more time for Jeff Bezos to get to work, you know? Got it. So the, you know, by the numbers, the longer that you live, the longer you're going to live, you know? So uh, the, the, the chances of you, um, you know, having a long retirement, um, just uh, uh, getting to that stage are um, the, the chances are very good. And um, we know from this past year, Inflation is real. 
I don't know if you guys saw, but last week the Fed, uh, one of their key indicators dropped down to 3%. Um, so, uh, you know, they say in inflation is kind of taming right now, but if you've been to the store, it doesn't seem like anything's changed too much. So uh, you have to have something that's going to earn more than cash out there, um, like we said, to account for replenishing that income basket. Yeah. And, and, inflation slowing doesn't mean that prices go back to how they were pre-COVID, yeah, right? A good point, yep. Those those prices are gone. Sorry, guys. That may be gas. Gas fluctuates, right? Maybe we'll get some ultra-cheap gas prices here sometime. But, uh, you know, for most of the goods that we're buying on a regular basis, these are just the new prices now, especially for those larger ticket items. If you're looking at buying a car, they're not going to suddenly go back down to former prices, right? That's not happening at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, um, you know, so we can kind of see how all these things start flowing flowing together here. And, uh, uh, you know. We know that uh, you know setting the proper expectations, and uh, and whenever you start putting a rock solid uh, you know plan together for for these known factors, uh, you know in life uh, that it's going to actually help out with those unexpected parts of life. You know, so um, I know whenever I was talking before about that wild, wild uh, you know world here, uh, you know it's uh, it, you know you take some factors out of that and it really can be a, a whole different looking world like you know that zebra drinking at the water hole if that zebra was inside of a cage you know drinking from a, a water bowl you know with uh it's clear you can see what's in there uh that's a lot safer and predictable than uh, than out there in uh in, in some uh, water hole yeah and i think that's exactly what we're trying to do with the bucket approach right that cash basket is that water bowl inside of a cage like Nothing's going to happen to it, right? Unless metal stops its properties of protective from, you know, or someone, you know, (laughs) I guess there could be something, right? But your probabilities are really, really low. That's what we're doing with the cash bucket. Same thing with your income bucket. If we're using safer assets to cover income for the next six to 10 years, that crocodile is not just going to jump up with a pandemic or higher than average inflation, right? Those are the factors that that catch us off guard and can derail our retirement. So by starting with the cash basket, the income basket, we are building that insulation. That zebra is pretty well protected. Now, the zebra is still going to run out there in uh, the the savanna. Is that appropriate, Pete? Is that yeah. a good analogy? The savanna. <laughs> running out in the savanna, and maybe a lion's going to take it down, right? <laughs> There's still some risk, But while it's doing its basic functions that we know we need, drinking that water and and maybe eating some food, it's safeguarded in that cage. So, you know, that's really what we're trying to do with the bucket approach here. And for many folks, they walk into retirement still full-fledged in that growth phase. And that's where people get into trouble in times like 2000, 2008, when the market all of a sudden drops out. And you're left thinking, oh, well, my stocks were doing really good, so I kept them, and now they're not. And I need the money because I need to continue to live my life. So proper planning, which we're happy to help help any listeners kind of walk through, look at their portfolio and say, hey, what should be your cash basket? You know, based on your total financial plan, are we looking at three months? Are we looking at six months? And how do we do that in a tax-efficient manner? How do we build up that income bucket to build that insulation in the portfolio 
that you have income for six to 10 years? And then how much should we be allocating to that growth bucket uh, to make sure that we're not running out of money later on in life? Yeah, that sounds good. It's almost like you want to like forget that there is a growth bu bucket. Like you, like you are now in the accumulation phase, like, you know, you're not watching all of the dailies ups, ups and downs. You're just like, okay, I'm not going to worry about that right now because it, you know, the hope is it's going to stabilize and, and come back. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like a, a wild, wild world. That's uh, that's fine. Whenever you're trying to get entertained and watching animals, but it's not something we really want to entertain uh, with our own money. True. Yeah. Okay, yeah. guys. So, um, any uh, last uh, messages for people today? No, I think if you haven't checked out Pete's Kiplinger article, though, I'm going to plug that. So it'll be in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, that was Pete's first published article. So very nice. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna red pen it for you, Pete, and I'll Please. send it back. Give you my absolutely and, <laughs> and my grade. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah, I encourage you to check that out. Um, at the Leonard Advisory Group this year, we're we're putting a lot of effort into building out resources to help those nearing and in, in retirement too. So um, we've upped our video quality on the YouTube channel. So if you're listening, feel free to check out our YouTube channel as well. Um, we're releasing some other great videos. Last week, we released a video talking about average net worth by age too which is a common question we get. How do I stack up to the neighbors kind of thing? Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a good video to help educate people preparing for retirement as well. So encourage you to uh, check out those resources as well. So how do people get in touch with you, Josh? Absolutely. So I encourage them to check out our website at leonardadvisorygroup.com. Check out our YouTube page, which we'll link in the show notes as well. They can give our office a call at 412-998-PLAN or email me at jleonard at leonardadvisorygroup.com. All right. Well, thank you, guys. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Relax, It's Retirement podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.